Hey everybody, it's the most beautiful boys here to talk to you. But first, before we get with our special guest, we've got some shout outs and some announcements. We just had to get to you up top. So first, for our shout outs, Iceland. Yeah, so we were looking at, at some of our consistent listeners and we noticed that we have one very consistent listener from Iceland. And so if that is you, please reach out. You can email us at plainsightpod at gmail.com or you can find us on any of our socials, plainsight underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. And then we've got a Facebook page as well. So please reach out, give us a follow and, and message us. We'd love to know how you found us and why you're still listening. And why you haven't got anybody else in Iceland to listen? Like, I'm, I, look, I'm appreciative. I am. There's got to be more of you. you. There's got to be somebody else in Iceland. That can and if you listen. know anyone on the soccer team, let me know. Because I'm obsessed Please, with Iceland's soccer team. I'll write um, a blog about it later. And anybody who does listen from Iceland or anybody else who happens to listen and wants to contact the show, all of that contact information will be in the show notes below. Um, so take a look at the... Uh, podcast notes underneath this, the full show description, you'll be able to find email, social links, um, all that good stuff. Man, look at that. Just what a beautiful transition. And that brings it all up into where's one just amazing smorgasbord of a place where you can get all that information, Cam? On our brand new website where brand you're going to be able to find you're going to be able new. to find our link tree for our podcast. You're going to find some about information just about each of us um, as well as all of our blog posts past, present and not quite future yet but they will be there when the future gets here. Back to the future plugging next week's episode I guess. <laughs> Good work. There you go. Uh, well I think that's all we have. Um, let's hop in put whatever those big vacuum things on our back are right. and Zach will t- disgrace me for not knowing the words. <laughs> let's go bust some ghosts. Let's boys. do it. Let's do it. Enjoy the show. Wash your hands. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Plain Sight Podcast. My name's Alex Sons. I'm here with the usual good old buddies, good old pals, Cam Jordan. Cam, what up? Hey, man, I'm just happy to be here. And Zach Kuyat. Zach, how's it going? Good. I'm ready to bust some ghosts. Oh, there we go. And today is a big day. It's a big one. We have a very, very special guest, um, Angelo. Angelo, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you, Alex. Oh, man. Can you tell us, we found you because, um, as people who listen to this podcast know, we love John Mayer more than probably anything else on this world. (laughs) Um, And in the many, many John Mayer Facebook groups we were in, we saw your podcast. Um, Tell us a little bit about my stupid podcast, about yourself, about your interest. We want to know about you and what you do. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I am from Houston, Texas. And I uh, am a big, huge John Mayer fan as well. I have been a John Mayer fan since uh, Room for Squares came out. Yeah. So um, it's been a long, long time. I think I'm quite a bit older than you gents. You know, and, I wasn't going to say um, anything. We were just going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, was, I was in uh, my freshman year of college when Room for Squares came out. Yeah. So, um, and uh, just kind of, I heard Why Georgia on the radio, and that was kind of the end. Let's go. You know, the yep. beginning, Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was like, what is this? And um, was kind of into Dave Matthews at the time and uh, started getting into Jason Mraz and kind of that whole, you know, uh-huh, that whole yeah. acoustic stuff. And um, 
got room for squares, and from there it was just like, you know, after that, History. Any Given Thursday had just come out, so mm-hmm. I went and picked that up on DVD, and it, it went there. Um, you know, I went, um, speaking of college, I was at, uh, here, living here in Houston, and um, I'm a pastor as well, so um, I was at Houston Baptist University, that's the school I went to, and um, uh was studying, you know, there to become a minister. That's what I kind of do yeah. now. I've been uh, doing ministry now for, oh gosh, I guess it's 20 years almost, um, probably wow. 18, awesome. 19 years. And um, yeah, so I've always loved John Mayer. I uh, I talk about getting, in the first episode of our podcast, we started our podcast this year, a friend of mine um, who I met through the John Mayer Facebook page, actually, a <laughs> guy named go. Jeff Whitman. Yep. Uh, his name's Jeff, and he had another John Mayer podcast that kind of uh, fell off a little bit. He was doing it for a while, and then he didn't do very many episodes. And And I had been wanting to do a John Mayer podcast for a while. Um, I got inspiration from another podcast I listened to. I, so I have two music loves. I have John Mayer and Metallica, which are two basically kind the of same like, thing. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's um, you know, basically the same kind of music. So um, <laughs> so I have been uh, listening to this Metallica podcast called Metal Up Your Podcast oh, uh, awesome. for uh, about three years now. And I got inspired by them. I was like, I could do this with John Mayer, I think. I could mm-hmm. do the same thing. Yeah. And basically, total ripoff of that podcast. If you listen to that podcast and listen to my podcast, it's the exact same, <laughs> but we talk about John Mayer instead of Metallica. And I've told those guys this. I like, you know, I've gotten a relationship with those guys. And um, I've told them, like, I'm totally ripping off your podcast, by the way. And they're like, go for (laughs) it. Uh, There's another podcast that's similar. It's a Pearl Jam podcast. And that's all kind of the same template. So I've been wanting to start it. Couldn't find a co-host. Found him. um, And we started in January. So uh, we uh, have about, we have 11 episodes out. We kind of took, whenever all the COVID-19 stuff happened, we kind of, it was hard for us to to record just because of my co-host schedule. Yeah. But um, yeah, so my stupid podcast is just all about John Mayer. We do an episode and do a deep dive into all kinds of stuff related to John Mayer. So whether it's an album, um, it's a, a special, a live show, um, just, uh, you know, I, we're about to do um, John, uh, a deep dive into the cross the Crossroads um a CMT Crossroads special that he did with cool. uh, um, is it the one with Keith Urban or Brad Paisley? No, the other one, Brad Paisley. Uh, yeah. The one he did with Brad Paisley. We're about to do kind of a so review good. of that. So we we just do all kinds of stuff like that, um, and uh, we uh, we have a lot of fun. And um, we're both music lovers. Have both been John fans for a whole whole long time, really really long time, and uh, just love all things him. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how the podcast started, and we're. We're up and running about 11 episodes since January, and uh, the fan base is growing. I, I couldn't believe how many listens we're getting. Um, Man, it's just I saw amazing that. because people, people, there's not another really, there's not another active John Mayer podcast out there right now. Yeah, yeah. sure. So, um, anyway, that's kind of kind of my story. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's how we started, and we love it. Thanks, thank you for inviting me, by the way. Um, I don't want to like too specifically point out the age difference here, but you mentioned Room yeah. for Squares came out your <laughs> freshman year of college. Our freshman year of college was the search for everything. So yeah. that's the difference right there. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a, that's a big difference. Yes. So Yeah, so go ahead. Yeah. What yeah, you got? so we love John Mayer. We love Metallica. 
Um, and we love Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. we do. <laughs> Way to we connect love those. Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, before we move on, you say you say Metallica. Here's here's the question, the age old question that I'll have to yeah, ask every on. single Metallica fan: Cliff or Jason? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're not, you're not a true. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm never going to claim I'm a Metallica fan. Yeah, oh, well, okay. you just, <laughs> oh, just did. You quite I literally you said I was thinking say we are No, not we, we, we. No, 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 no. So if, if, you, if you're a Metallica fan, there's a question you ask people. Yeah. And if you ask them that question and how they answer it is very telling on what kind of Metallica Basically Van Halen and Van Hagar um, question? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. Gotcha. It's, a, it's a bass player question. Which bass player do you prefer? Uh, Cliff Burton uh, or Jason Newstead, and you um, there's always a uh, you always yeah you always got to know stuff for that. So that's, a, <laughs> that's, a deep, that's a deep Metallica fan question. Yeah, that I always like to stump people with. They're like, what? Well, we gave you a terrible answer, and we're gonna yeah. stick by it. <laughs> uh, our it, dumbfounded we, looks good. were our our answer. I know that was all good. Man, we're so glad you're here. Um, we're gonna link your stuff in the show description so they Perfect. can check out the podcast, the podcast socials. Um, and we'll bring you about two followers, so we're so excited for that. Um, <laughs> All our moms are super pumped to listen to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, man. we definitely have a different demographic, I think. <laughs> well, so let's dive into one of our favorite segments. Take it, Bakery with Zachary. Zachary, tell us all about <laughs> Ghostbusters, please. Yeah, this week we're talking Ghostbusters. Uh, we're in the midst of our 80s movies season, uh, season two here. So let's talk Ghostbusters. When three university parapsychologists lose their research grants, they decide to open a private endeavor, the Ghostbusters. Almost immediately after their formation, they discover that New York City is plagued by extra-dimensional demons. They fight a marshmallow the size of the Empire State Building, deal with the world's nerdiest man, Rick Moranis, and very uncomfortably hit on Sigourney Weaver and just about any other woman in sight on their way to finally ridding the city of its ghost problem and returning it to normalcy. That's Ghostbusters, fellas. What a movie. Two at zero point, not like Peter. And like there wasn't a point that I liked him. I get it. He's he hasn't necessarily aged well in terms of characters in this movie. <laughs> no. We find that a lot with these eighties movies though. Yeah. There are several things we're like, oh it's a different time. There. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Oh man. What a Angela, what do you love about this movie? Oh man, I I remember watching this movie like when I was probably eight or nine years old, uh-huh. um, and uh, it would come on cable, so uh, I know where all like the commercial stops are. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> weird. Um, like I know I was like, oh, there's supposed to be a commercial right there because that's how I watched it so much as a kid. Uh-huh. Is was like on TBS or USA or something like that. Yeah. And um, I was actually as a kid really partial to part two more than I was part one. Ghostbusters 2 um, is also very good. Yeah, it was very strange. I think I watched 2 way more than I did 1 when I was a kid. But as I grew up, diving back into 1, there's a huge nostalgia factor for this for me. And I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. Oh my gosh. I I just devour anything Bill Murray does, especially from this Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So So um, good. You talk Ghostbusters, you talk Scrooge, you talk Groundhog Day. I'm I'm in. Space Jam? Space Jam? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, definitely. This is our second Bill Murray yeah. podcast. Okay, yeah, but I love the Scrooge poll. That's such a good reference for classic Bill Murray. Scrooge is a good one. That's my favorite Christmas movie. I tell people that. They're like, what? Scrooge? Yeah, Scrooge is my favorite Christmas movie. If Die Hard didn't exist, it might be Scrooge. But... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, can, I, can I ask a question? You can ask too. I've, 
I okay, actually I do have two questions. So Perfect. that's good. Um, my first question uh, is there a connection here? I found that the plot to Ghostbusters, the first Avengers, and Suicide Squad are all generally the same, like major light beam in the middle of big city and <laughs> unprecedented heroes have to go destroy major light beam before it destroys the whole city. Like, is it, is it like the same, same plot? Did they get it from Ghostbusters? So is it Hamlet? It, well, that just lying? <laughs> as far as I can tell, this one's not a Shakespeare, but I think anytime you have a movie that's about a team getting together, you're going to come up with some similarities. So suicide squad, Avengers, Ghostbusters, that kind of thing. You're going to see like, Oh, that's how we introduce all of the characters. And also, you can do that blue beam to space in just about any superhero movie and find it everywhere. Um, there's the a lot of blue world. beam. That was the other one. That one is super relevant. <laughs> there's it's a all the ton same. of blue beam to space <laughs> movies. I promise. The more You're not going to be able to not think about it now. Next time you watch a superhero movie, there's probably a space beam at some point, and you're going to hate it now. <laughs> My other question is, what is like the worst place to be that's haunted by a ghost like a library is up there like that is one of the creepiest places for there to be a oh ghost. asylum asylum oh, oh that's yeah. a yeah Absolutely. that's tough Zero. to deal with like that's that's 100 percent. i would also food. i'd throw out a like mcdonald's <laughs> mcdonald's is an interesting one i would throw out like a school because you know you're gonna get kid ghosts and for some reason kid ghosts Ooh, are kid inherently ghosts. scarier yeah like kid ghosts are not i'm not down for kid ghosts no, absolutely not <laughs> Are you guys big horror movie fans? Yeah, I am. Horror movie yeah. fans? I, I am too, man. I, yeah. I, I love horror movies, so this is right up my alley because it's comedy and horror. So Yeah, yeah, no, it's perfect. Man, um, looking at this, speaking of it being comedy and horror, um, there's not a lot of real redeemable overarching themes um, <laughs> that we try and pull from. I mean, it's kind of like when we tried to do the Tiger King podcast and we said, you know what? Scrap it all. We're Let's just, just make it a, goof. a snake draft <laughs> of the most redeemable Tiger King characters. Uh. And we went four rounds and it was a stretch. Um, by the way, if, if you haven't listened to that one, please do. It is our second episode, I think. Yeah. Um, but we had some things and I think thinking through, it was really at the beginning um, when I usually write down like the little things and I'm like, oh, this could be a big theme. But by the end of the movie, we'll get to something that's um, really big and powerful and we'll have to talk about that. Uh, didn't get there. Didn't happen. Um, <laughs> the big thing I had was you don't need 100% faith to dive into your purpose. Um, a lot of times we have this idea, um, especially in church world, but really just in anything mm -hmm. where if I'm not 100% sure or not 100% in my mind prepared, then I'm just not ready. I'll do it yeah. later. You know, and we, we all have things that we talk about that in our regular lives uh, all the time. But like, when is that moment, Peter, and they're asking him, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know it. They're like, um, so why do you believe in ghosts? Blah, blah, blah. He says, uh, I don't. I'm like, <laughs> well, you just had your buddy take out a third mortgage, which honestly, work at a bank. A second mortgage is bad enough sometimes. Third mortgage, <laughs> owie. <laughs> At what was it, like 19% or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sitting in my office at the bank working, watching this video on my phone, this movie. I'm like, clearly working very hard. Working very hard. A lot of people got the wrong amount of money today because Alex was watching Ghostbusters instead. <laughs> it was really good for a couple people and really bad for a couple others. That's right. 
But it was the over, like, how many times, and I don't know what you guys think about this, how many times do we have those moments where we are either telling somebody else or, like, having to tell ourselves, like, look, I may not be ready yet um, in my head, but I have to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think we get caught up a lot of times in how we prep for the next big step um, yeah. and, and what we can do to get 100% ready for it. Um, but sometimes that gets us bogged down in just continuing to prepare and continuing to prepare and not ever actually taking action on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think so often we know that we're called to do something. We know that we're called to take a leap of faith, whether that's a big move or a career change or even something smaller, whether it's ghost busting, busting some ghosts. Exactly. But I think you're going to call Bill Murray. (laughs) But I think we know that we're called to things like that a lot of times, whether it's intellectually or, or I think more often it's it's this gut feeling that we know we're called to something but then the intellectual part of it gets in the way and we want to plan every step and we want to we want to micromanage down to how are we going to do this where's the money coming from what's step 1 1a 1b and how do we launch ourselves into the next thing when what we're really called to do is even though it's hard to step out in faith and and be ready to just jump forward into that next thing sometimes without knowing what our safety net is or if there is one at all yeah, that's great. You know, Alex, I, th- I like what you said because um, I don't know if you guys know Andy Stanley very well. Yeah. Like his mm-hmm. his uh, read his, multiple his books. Kind of bring it on the way he does the way he does ministry and all that. But you know, he always talks about we have a lot of people have issues with evolution or you know uh, miracles or whatever those things may be, and he always says, "Let's just focus on Jesus for now." Right. Like yeah. mm-hmm. if you can, if you can make the resurrection make sense to someone, then you can work on the rest later. Like you mm-hmm. can, you know, yeah. it's like that sure. those other things shouldn't be deal breakers, you know, um, for you having faith in Jesus right yeah. now. Um, you know, and I don't know where you guys fall on all beliefs and all that stuff and it doesn't really matter, but, um, you There's know, he would always say, say that'll like, offend us. Go forth. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get into any of that, but he he kind of gives that that idea, and that's his kind of evangelism. Uh, the way he does evangelism is, you know, let's focus. You know, our faith is in an event, in a person, and an event. Jesus Christ resurrection, like that's yeah. what makes our faith real, and that's mm-hmm. what makes um, that's what gives us credibility. And if you can get people there, you can work on the other stuff. Like you can say, you know what? Don't worry about evolution right now. I know that that's something that's really important to you, per- person A or whatever that is. Let's go. Let's go to Jesus, and you know you can have faith in Him, and then we can talk about that other stuff later. But you know you don't have to have one hundred percent of your questions answered right now. Like that's not the point. The point is Jesus and the resurrection and faith in Him. And if you can get people there and, and talk to people kind of getting getting through there you can you can work on the rest like you can work on their marriage or work on you know how they view the world or you know their their worldview or the sin that they have in their life um after jesus after we have the important jesus discussion yeah, yeah. so um anyway yeah i love that because i think that that's that's kind of a good parallel there yeah absolutely yeah no, I think that's I think that's perfect. And I think, you know, he's got that that series actually uh, Stanley does 
that like if you ran away from church for this reason, like here's why why I think you should come back. And if you haven't watched it, I encourage you going to watch that. Yeah. Um, serious because it's it's really cool. He breaks down some things that some misconceptions that I think we've all had. You know, if you grew up in church, like you're. Um, it, he really breaks things down really well in a, in a way that I yeah, can't do. Yeah. Um, but no, I think connected to faith is this idea of like faith versus fear. And I know it's something we've talked about and, and this isn't necessarily inherently what Peter is struggling with in Ghostbusters. But I think when we think about fear as Christians, um, sometimes we think that the antithesis of it is I'm scared or I have doubt or, or something along those lines. When really, I think the, the epitome of our faith is when we follow Jesus in the midst of that fear. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we can really be quick to like put each other down when you're like, oh, you're doubting what God has in plan for you. And I I think actually, if you doubt what God is planning for you, but you still follow him through that, that is the greatest display of your faith that you can show. And I think we need to like encourage each other in that when, when you don't have a hundred percent confidence in what's going on. Andy Minio says it, and I think it's clarity. He says the opposite of faith isn't doubt. It's when you've got it all figured out. And and when we don't have the plane in front of us, it's really really hard for us to act in faith. And I think that's the the biggest test we yeah. can have. Yeah. Can we be? I'll be honest. I mean, none of us have one hundred percent faith. Oh all come the time. on, now. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like come it on. Doesn't exist. You know? No. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think like you talk about the opposite of faith isn't fear. It isn't doubt. I think the opposite of faith is is inaction, it is choosing to do nothing because of your fear. You know, right, yeah. I think if we're all honest, we're going to say we're afraid of some of the things we're called to do. And, I'm a scared and, boy. Yeah. And we have concerns yeah. and fears about things that we're being asked to do or places that we're being asked to go. But the opposite of faith isn't that fear. The faith can exist through that fear and is arguably, I think, mm-hmm. more powerful when it comes through that fear. What The opposite of faith is when we choose not to because we're afraid. Yeah, so right. basically what we're saying is um, get fired. <laughs> uh, uh, and and move somewhere else. In debt, uh, move into an old firehouse. Uh, <laughs> buy a car that doesn't work even remotely, and go chase ghosts. Yeah, illegally uh, put sirens so, yeah. on your car. Um, move yeah. into a firehouse because it has a cool <laughs> pole, um, and bust some ghosts. Man, um, I think really diving into that is it's just so. Like going back to even that same Andy Minio song, like the exact same song I was thinking about another quote, um, is basically he says, like, what was the eating fruit? And he says, I'll ask him when I see him. Like it's it's so mm. easy to get caught up in um super political topics of the church or super uh just secondary topics, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yep. Like things yeah. that just don't matter. Um, but we've grown up in a way that, like, we've been told this matters really much. Like, you need to be passionate about this because I am passionate yeah. about this. Are you pre-millennial, post-millennial, amillennial? You know, you need to know exactly where you fall on those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, right. That matters so much, yeah. right? Like, yeah. It's like, pick a side, <laughs> bucko. Come on now. And it's just uh, what really matters to him, like you said, is is our faith in Christ. And, like, there are so many things that we get so caught up in and we get so finger-pointy about um, and we're like, well, I need to, I need to be this way. And especially if you flip it around, they need to be like this before they can serve in the church. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You know, right. I need to see this and this and this in them before they can serve. Um, 
And that just it was never the heart of Christ, and it just it's not shouldn't be the heart of the church. As flawed humans, that's the whole thing behind it is we are flawed. Like we're never gonna have the pieces put together. Right. Like um, Peter obviously had his flaws. I'll get into some of my distastes. Um, and I don't. <laughs> it wasn't even like. like an, I I love Bill Murray. I just didn't. This is gonna sound blasphemous, and we might have to take this into the silly zone from where this goes, but. <laughs> like it just it I watched this a long time ago as a child. It didn't move me, the performance. Mm. Yeah, that's blasphemous. Yeah, that see is, it's a little <laughs> bit. I knew the second you talk about <laughs> the but, for but, like, oh here we but go. This is this is com- I'm telling you, it's part of it's nostalgia. Like it it has to be. Because yeah. um, sure. I'm not even talking about that. It just part, felt part bland it, yeah. to me. Yeah. Interesting. See, because I think he's so yeah. funny in this movie. Maybe towards the yeah, end. I think he's so good. It just felt he's very so bland. You know, a lot of his stuff is improvised in this movie. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know that. Like, there there was times where he would just like roll with stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, there's like like the legends and the mythology of this movie uh-huh. is like fifty percent of his lines are like are are ad lib. Now I don't know if that's you know if that's true or not, but yeah, because that exists. Like you know, Bill. Um, he was he w- this was his movie, you know. The rest of the guys, yeah, they're there, but this is <laughs> this is a Bill Murray movie. Yeah, so like, oh, yeah. tell right. me a little yeah. bit about him, like character analysis. Like, what are what are the things that stand out to you about like his role? How does he change from the start to the beginning? You've obviously got opinions. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. We didn't prep this, uh, <laughs> but is there anything you get? How does he change yeah. from the beginning to the yeah. end? Um, I don't think he does. Fantastic answer. I, I honestly don't think I he like changes yeah. um, because if you, especially if you watch part two, he's the same person. Oh really? Yeah. Um, you right. Know, he's he's lost sure. Sigourney Weaver in part two. Spoiler alert! I don't know. It's uh, thirty. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. spoilers. It's, it's probably yeah, I mean, we're, watch past, out, guys. we're past spoilers. <laughs> the statute of limitations uh, but, is run you know, out. <laughs> yeah, Mom, cover your ears. They're broken up. Like they they yeah. haven't. You know, they're not together in part two. And he one of the things in part two is him trying to win her back. Yeah. Uh, because he is who he is, and I, I don't think um, I, I think he's selfish. I think he's um, very prideful uh, and very aware of how. And I think this is Bill Murray in general, like not even <laughs> just Peter Venkman. Bill Murray very aware of how good he is of of his character style, deadpan, uh, sarcastic. Uh, you know, knows uh, just comedic timing. Um, mm-hmm. He knows he's good. Yeah. And um, and in and in this movie, you can tell he knows he's good, and all everyone knows he's good too. I mean, they. Um, I watched the audio commentary of this. So whenever Alex messaged me, it was like Ghostbusters. I was like, yeah. So I go pull out my Ghostbusters Ghostbusters two box set DVD box set. It's, two, <laughs> yeah. it's only two DVDs, but uh, put that in, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it, and then I'm gonna watch the audio commentary because I hadn't watched that in a long time. And it's Ivan Reitman, um, Harold Ramis, and I don't remember who else is in it. Uh, one other, I think one producer. And they just talk about Bill being kind of a diva the whole time. <laughs> you know, he's like complaining, like complaining about carrying the proton packs up the stairs. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like complaining all the time. And like, um, you know, nobody else is complaining about stuff. At the end of the movie where... I don't know if you noticed at the end of the movie, everybody's covered. Except for him. Or <laughs> except for Bill Murray. 
not not hardly a drop of marshmallow that. on and him. And yet he's yeah. still yeah. like the yeah. most frustrated one out of yeah. all. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's that's very telling of just how he works. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but he's they let him get away with it because he's so good. Honestly, that mm-hmm. is probably the so. best answer that we could have had. I think that is something that's really cool about these because. You know, we've done superhero movies. If you don't know, before this, we did Marvel movies. And now we're doing 80s mm-hmm. movies. And so there's always this, like, not like hero's journey in all of those. And with him, it's just not there. Um, and it's interesting. Um, and the interesting part that I'm thinking of, like, you're talking about, like, he's still the man, even though he has all these um, diva qualities. Like, he is still the man, like... And yeah. in the movie, like, he's still clearly the leader. Like, everyone still looks to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has the least amount of buy-in of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. by yeah. Yeah. far. He cares, the le- he cares the least Yeah. about anything happening. And it's um, like, oh, yeah. this is our leader. And it's like, how? How do you do that? Like, he must <laughs> just have that. Um, just that umph to be like, you know what? I openly will tell you I don't care about what we're doing and you're still going to come to me when you need something done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think these four I think if I'm going to try to like tie this in to sort of the spiritual nature that we're talking about um You're good at this. Go ahead. <laughs> that's that's my role around here. Um to me it it's a cool picture of like kind of what you were saying before. We don't have to get all of the answers right before we can be used. Um, we don't have to have the doctrinal things all on the same page before we can serve. And in the same way, we're going to continue to struggle with things even as we're serving or even as we're you know on our walk with Christ. We're not going to get to perfection while we're here on earth. You know, mm-hmm. there there's going to be a a lot of things that we're still dealing with even into our old age. Um, in the same way that Venkman, you know, is still dealing with the like being narcissistic and and those same issues we see him at the very beginning of the movie we're gonna have struggles our entire lives we're not gonna find a a plateau of perfection and just get to like coast through the last 40 years or anything um there's there's gonna be a lot of continual work but that doesn't mean that we can't bust our ghosts you know (laughs) that doesn't mean that we can't be useful it doesn't mean you can't bust a ghost every now and then. Plateau of Perfection <laughs> is a, a sermon series title, Zach. Uh, sell Plateau that to some church. That's good. <laughs> Angelo, if you want that, you can have it. <laughs> sure, take it. At our next At The Movie series, we'll throw it in oh, there. There you go. <laughs> Let's go. That's good. Um, so uh, we're going to go to the Silly Zone, okay? That, that yeah, sounds good? That sounds good? Time. That sounds good? Welcome go to the Silly Zone. Um, I'm ready for a trip. Let's start this off. Uh, in our group chat earlier, Cam, Zach, we talked about uh, which one of the guys we are. I would like to say that I hope to be Winston. Can I take that? Is that acceptable? <laughs> Who am I, I to I, stop I'll, you? I'll give it to you. I think we all know that Zach is Egon. I'm Egon for sure. And I think that God was extra confirmed would. to me while I was watching the movie again the in the last couple of days and laughed hardest at... When Dana asks Egon what he does in his free time, and he says, I collect spores, mold, and fungus. I think that's the funniest <laughs> line in the movie. <laughs> it's just, well, no, it's so good. <laughs> I think the scene that, like, epitomizes our relationship is when they are looking at, like, the new building, 
and <laughs> yeah. he's talking. He's talking. He's like, "This place is horrible. Like, it needs to be like brought down. They don't have this and yeah. this and this and this and this." And then I'm definitely Ray, where I'm like, "Yo, look at this pole. Like, this is awesome." <laughs> you think it works? Can I slide down it? <laughs> like, yo, it works. Like, have y'all seen this? Like, that's that's how our podcast runs. It's Alex and I going off on tangents, and Zach going, "Hey, this is about a movie. Let's let's talk about the movie." <laughs> Uh, Angelo, do you have one? Uh, who I think I would yeah. be? Who do you who do you relate oh, to? Oh, jeez Louise. Who do I relate to? I think I relate to Ray the most. Um, yeah, I, I think Ray would be my guy. I'd like to say Bill, you know, Peter Venkman, but it just, there's so much bad about him. I know. <laughs> uh, just, um, I want to be Bill I Murray, Ray's, but I can't be Peter Venkman. Yeah, it's like, you know, there, there are three... I remember them listening to the audio commentary. He talks about, I don't know if y'all ever watched any of the old Marx Brothers movies, but like that's, they were like, this is kind of like those types of movies. Like there's these three, you know, Ray is the heart, um, Egon's the head, and uh, Venkman is the one driving kind of everything, like making them make decisions and making them move, and for, move them forward. Yeah. And um, they kind of make up this perfect, you know, this perfect trio with Winston coming in and... Um, Man, legend. Winston, almost. Yeah, I love Winston, yeah. man. Winston, Winston's awesome. Um, he doesn't get enough credit. Even if the movie, movie sometimes forgets uh, he's there. <laughs> it does totally forget he's there a lot of the time. But, you know, they, they even said in the audio commentary that Winston is the audience. Like, they mm. needed Winston mm. to play to be a placeholder for the audience so that they could explain. They needed him, like, to be the one that needed things explained to oh, him. that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like a placeholder for the audience. Like, we that's relate good. to Winston more than any of them. And I was yeah. like, that's really interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. Filmmakers. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're so that's awesome. They're great. It's a really cool film trope to, like, have a new member joining the team or have, like, somebody who objectively wouldn't understand stuff so that the people who know things have to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's a really clever yeah. writing trick that I like a lot. What yeah, about Ghosts Are Slimy? Can, can we address this? Okay, I also wanted to talk a little bit about, I think, where you're getting here. Um, my question for this section was, what, what, is a, what is Slimer? Because in the library, that first ghost is just like an old lady who looks like an old lady. Why is Slimer just a blob? What was is he like the ghost of a pile of trash? Ooh. What's the situation there? <laughs> Interesting. Cause and also how did Slimer become the thing from this movie outside of like the Ghostbusters themselves that connected with the audience? Because he was well, he, he was the, the sidekick kid, on the TV show. They made like juice boxes of him. Like <laughs> Slimer stuck around yeah. and I don't think I would have expected that watching this movie. Okay. <laughs> we just did what Ghostbuster are you, but I do want to I do want to say if I was one of these ghosts and I was to haunt somewhere, um, it would probably <laughs> be like a Popeyes. Um, and I just I I know the chicken's not there overnight, but I just imagine the mound of chicken in the middle of the Popeyes and just being able to go ham. That's probably where I would like. Hunt. I'm sure there's some chicken well, there overnight. You know what? I you wouldn't be surprised if it stayed Popeyes overnight. Where else do they? Do you think somebody takes it home every night? <laughs> hey, my sister used to work for a chicken place when she was in high school, and I was like in middle school. Yeah. And she brought home a box of like 50 chicken tenders That's every night. That's what I'm night. saying. Like she would come back home. I'm officially home. changing I was my just career like outlook. It, so. That sounds know. great. Real, <laughs> chicken holder. Um, um, for so, some reason, so Slimer. Yes. 
No, oh, no, I want to hear about Slimer. So, we no, can my, cam off. my thing is super random, so you go ahead. <laughs> oh, so, I know way too much about this movie, guys. Um, That's why so, you're perfect for you know, this. <laughs> the, uh, the role of Vankman was originally written for John Belushi. I don't know if you know this. So Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. writes Ghostbusters, and he writes it for himself and John Belushi. But then John Belushi dies, right? He, mm-hmm. he dies of a drug overdose. So um, they think of the next best person that's going to be Bill Murray. And, um, and he starts kind of writing it for him. Yeah. And, uh, and they, and, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis always said that Slimer was John Belushi. So like they wrote the spirit of John Belushi in a Slimer. And that was like him. That was like his ghost. Like that was kind of a, a a reference to him. Um, so I, I, he's obviously different than, all the other ghosts, right? Yeah. Like, he's he's not scary. He's goofy, and he's eating all the time and, like, you know, causing a ruckus and all this. And that was John Belushi. Huh. And um, so he's 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 a kind of a love letter to him uh, in, in the, okay, whole, that's cool. the whole series. That's cool. So, um, that's better yeah. than me just thinking it was a pile of trash. You made Zach's day right there. <laughs> Zach is in heaven. He gets to talk actual that's movies great. and not with me and Cam just talking about, hey, we just watched this movie for the first time two days ago. I was going to say... I just all I could think of was the movie Flubber with Robin Williams that's all I could think of and then you come in with oh it's actually John Belushi so I'm it's glad actually you win the ghost of John of Belushi your thing yeah, was significantly um... better Zach you told me beforehand I think this might have been while Cam was um, taking a potty break um, <laughs> I was getting tea okay well that's not very exciting <laughs> um, that you were very excited for this week's game um, mm, on the I greatest am. podcast game show name in the history of podcast game show names on the greatest podcast game show in the history of podcast game shows Laffery with Zachary, your host, Zachary Kuyat. Tell us about your game, please. I love that intro every time you do it. I still don't, I, I will admit, I still don't love the name of the game show, but I do love that intro every Laffery time. Laffery with Zachary's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, can I, I interject real quick? You because can always do. To, to, I have a beef for y'all. Um, oh. to pick with y'all. I just listened to your continuum uh, oh, okay. episode today. Okay. And during this game, oh, I said something uh, one dumb. Of the didn't questions, I? One of the questions, one of the questions oh. was, "Who is your body as a Wonderland written about?" Mm, and uh-huh. the answer was Jennifer Love Hewitt, and that is I... actually not true. Oh, um, uh-huh. it was not written for Jennifer out. Love Hewitt. That's a that's a that's a rumor. I know. And, uh, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a trick question." I was thinking about it, and then they said, "That's right." And I was like, "That's not right." I what know. What are you talking about? I went um, back and reviewed my notes afterwards, and I was like, "Ah, I should have, I should have looked a little harder I, at that one." I had to call you out on that. <laughs> I've one, never. I, I was like, "I'm a John today. Mayer fandom than that one." <laughs> I, so, I understand. Is it confirmed who that's about, or do we just not know? That's no. the whole yeah, point. It's it not confirmed. He wrote it before. He wrote it before he even met Jennifer yep. Hewitt. That's been, mm-hmm. uh, if you look back at the history of that song, again, John Mayer podcast, right? Like, right. and this is my other co-host who has who has this information that he, we talked about it on our continuum episode. <laughs> but um, he had it like he had the song written for a while, yeah, um, and it just mm-hmm. came out. I think he he said he wrote it in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's one of his oldest. I mean, it was his first big song, so like it makes sense yeah. that it was yeah. before he yeah. started dating so, anyone super famous. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I all right. I Sorry about that. that. I had to interject. No, don't apologize. Please um, call us out. No, I like to. <laughs> I Especially I haven't been fact checked yet, so that's really good. I'm glad I got a fact check in. <laughs> um, 
Let's say that it was written about Slimer and just call it. <laughs> it was also the ghost of Jim Belushi. <laughs> that's who we wrote it for. I love it. That's great. That's good. That's uh, that's I John Mayer that's canon now for sure. Uh, this week, I don't have any John Mayer in our game, but I do have ghosts. Um, this week, mm. we're playing a game that I call Help Yahoo Understand Ghosts or Bustin Makes Me Feel Good because that is the best lyric in all of the Ghostbusters <laughs> theme song. Uh, I love it so much. Uh, this week, because we have a guest on, um, I don't have to pick who goes first, and it also super doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to be picking or pitting Angelo against Cam this week, but Alex, don't you worry. You have a job to do. Oh, I can't wait. Alex, you're going to be our judge. The way this game works is I'm going to read Never you... Never picking Cam. <laughs> I'm... Okay, well, we'll see I'll be fair. Go ahead. Good. <laughs> I'm going to read you the uh, a question asked by the Yahoo Answers service about ghosts, but with a word oh, missing great. from the question. Your job is to try to fill in the missing word, and Alex, as our judge, you're going to decide who gets the point for being closer. I'm not necessarily expecting you to be right. Alex is going to decide objectively who's closer. I can't wait. Wow. I think this, this one's going to be a this lot of fun. Amazing. This is going to be a good time. Are we ready to play? This is maybe your most developed game yet, Zach. This is, I'm really proud of you. I feel good about I was about, about to say, one. I was like, this is, this is a very well thought out game. I like it a <laughs> like, lot. I've been excited about it since I wrote it like a week and a half ago. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. He's and been talking I, about this one for a minute. I just cracked up doing the research for this, so I'm excited to see what you guys come up with it. Are we ready to play Help Yahoo Understand Ghosts? Subtitle, Bustin makes me feel good. I mean, no, <laughs> but that's the point. So let's do it. Okay. All right. Question number one. I'll toss, I'll toss it. You're both going to answer each question. I'll go to Angelo first on this first okay. question. All right. This question says, are blank ghost in disguise? Are cats. Cats. Okay. I love the confidence. Cam. What do you think? <laughs> pigeons. Oh. Cats versus pigeons. Okay. The real question. Are aliens ghosts in disguise? Or are we the ghost? <laughs> oh. Wow. The idea that it is only one of those two that are ghosts is It's either aliens or all of us. And Alex, this is why I'm glad that I had a third person on this episode so that I wouldn't have to judge. Alex, cats or pigeons? Which one's closer to aliens? Um, uh, oh, that's hard because one, birds aren't real. Um, <laughs> that's kind of why I went with it because pigeons are right. the ghosts of birds past. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I can't let your secondary explanation... <laughs> that's that's gonna win me over, but here's the thing. When I think cats, I think of all the angry things that make me mad about cats. Um and mm -hmm. my parents' cat uh peeing all over my clothes. Um and things like yes. that. When I think pigeons, I just think pigeons. Um so mm, okay. you Cam, let me give you this. You really did convince <laughs> me at the end, but off rip, I gotta go Angelo because in the moment cats was the I, right answer. I respect it. Okay, I respect Alex. it. Alex, I'm also going to expect you to keep that score. Decision, Alex. Thank you. 
I also respect that decision because I've asked you to make decisions for me. Alex, you're also going to be in charge of keeping score. <laughs> okay. Off the first question, one zero, Angelo. Angelo, commanding lead, one to zero. Question number two, Cam, I'll go to you first this time. Ghost in blank? That's what you get. Purgatory. Ghost in purgatory? Okay, Angelo, what do you got? Ghost in blank? Ghost in... The church? Ghost in church? <laughs> the question was... Yeah, I gotta go church. The question was... Ghost in orbit? If a ghost haunted an orbiting space station and the space station fell out of orbit and burned up in re-entry, would the ghost continue orbiting the Earth? I don't have an answer for that wow. question, but I think it's incredible that somebody else asked it. <laughs> All right, Alex. Jeez tossing Louise. it to the judge. <laughs> Church or purgatory? Ghost in orbit? <laughs> um... You really influenced, like your purgatory influenced me. Like it, it, it did. I can tell. Go, like in that well, that's, realm. that's what happened like, with Ugh. Pat. I was like, I gotta go animals. Like I don't know why, but I could only think of animals. It's like you were uh, forcing me to, you know, like it was like the game that um, uh, Venkman's playing at the beginning of Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yes. we won't zap you if you're wrong. Um, yeah, there's no electrocution involved. There's no zapping. Angelo, I don't know yeah. your theological beliefs, <laughs> but I'm going to go know. with Cam because I don't believe in ghost or purgatory. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I but respect that. That's probably that We Definitely believe in church. <laughs> Most yes. of the time. Okay, so we got a 1-1 one, one tie. <laughs> okay. One, one. We got a 1-1 one, one tie going into the third question. We do have five questions here, yeah. so it, first to three is going to win, but we're going to do them all anyway. Angelo, to you first. Question number three. Is blank a ghost? Very straightforward. Christopher Walken. Ooh. I absolutely adore that answer. Is Christopher Walken a ghost? I love that. Cam, is John blank Cena. a ghost? Oh, John no. Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Either Christopher Walken or John Cena. Alex, I can't wait to see how you deliberate on this one because the real question was, is God a ghost? Oh I believe in God, but not ghosts. Should I believe in ghosts if I believe oh. in God? So the question wait. is, is Christopher Walken or John Cena God? Which one so of those is closer to God? Right now. Oh. I'm glad that I got you to judge and not me. Oh, gosh. John Cena has to win. That's so funny. John, John Christopher Walken out. feels the most like a ghost, but John Cena, because I can't see him, it's just the best joke. It's, it's. Just, oh, that's good. That's good. All right. I can't believe I picked Cam. That's twice. good. So, yeah, you gotta stop I'm doing that. Surprised. Cam, you have or uh, Alex, you have the power to take this into a tie. Um, I probably by will. being by virtue of being the judge, but Angelo, you have the power to take this into being a tie by virtue of getting the point by answering the better question, a better answer. Yeah, exactly. Giving the better answer. This one goes to Cam first. Cam, what kind of blank is a ghost? <laughs> the stunned uh, silence after every question makes me really I... happy. 
I think um, my brain has went to donkey every single again. one of these. So it's probably good that I'm judging. <laughs> <laughs> donkey. Um, I'll go. Wait, say say the question again. What kind of blank is a ghost? I want to say John Mayer's ex-girlfriends, but it's kind of, and not just like which one is a ghost. Yeah. Um, I'll stick with John Mayer's ex-girlfriends. What kind of John Mayer's ex-girlfriend is a ghost? That's an interesting take. You can categorize them. I'll stick with it. Okay, sticking with that. Angela, what kind of blank is a ghost? I'm going to... I'm hearing this totally different, I think. Um, I'm going to say what kind of organism is a ghost like that's okay. kind of like what I, how i hear it i think you're hearing it better than i am. yes Mine angela you're dumb, definitely hearing it more like i'm intending to read it so the real question was <laughs> what kind of radiation is a ghost what kind of matter of radiation is a ghost answer please thank you that's what yahoo answers my favorite <laughs> um, angela wins that one yeah, in a absolutely. landslide yeah, clearly. Yeah. Cam tried to use one. John Mayer to, exactly... to his advantage. Like, oh, if I say something about John Mayer, <laughs> I'm just going to pick me. Well, when I first heard the question, I thought, like, which blank is a ghost? So I was thinking, like, which of John Mayer's ex-girlfriends? But it was the kind of that threw well, me off. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you heard one word that I said and already had an answer and didn't listen to the rest of the question, which I respect. That is exactly what happens every time. That checks out. Okay, and this is Correct. our final question, our tiebreaker here. We go to Angelo first. Final question. Why don't you see ghost blank? Driving. Interesting. Why don't you see ghost driving? Cam, to you, why don't you see ghost Cam, you're so blank? Stressed. Peeing. <laughs> Okay, this comes back to well, Alex. This comes back to our topic on the Force, which we will talk about in our Sp- Star Wars podcast eventually. Oh, wait, we, we can't. I don't want to talk about that. I think we just keep, uh, <laughs> Zach PTSD from talking about it. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The real the real question here, and Alex, I can't wait to see how you deliberate oh, on this. Wait. Why don't you see ghost dinosaurs? Okay, so have you heard how some people say they see ghosts and have seen ghosts of dogs or cats and stuff? I've only heard stuff like this, so yeah. But anyways, if there's ghost dogs and cats, why don't we see ghost dinosaurs? That is a fantastic question. That is a really good question. And we both went to very different directions. You went to verbs instead of nouns, which makes this really difficult for Alex to deliberate. But Alex, that is your job Um, here. So here's the thing. And look, I know the masses, they're going to say, look, he picked Angelo because uh, he was the guest. We needed to make him happy. Um, and he picked, he didn't pick Cam because he That's just right. wanted to spite him. But, but here's the I thing. I will accept that. I will accept I that. I was win. thinking about like, <laughs> as you should. well, a ghost couldn't drive because like they couldn't grab the stealing wheel and they get in a car wreck. And then I thought, well, if they got in some kind of wreck, they wouldn't be affected. And um, okay. it reminded me of, uh, Mer- is it Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy from Spongebob? That's the SpongeBob character. And how they had the invisible yes. car, which it just made me think more. So we're gonna go with driving. This is interesting. Right, I was perfect. I was gonna go to the same uh, solution, but I was going to go to the fact that gasoline is made out of oil, which is basically <laughs> just dinosaurs. 
Um, so I was going to say that driving is closer to dinosaurs <laughs> than peeing. Gas is dinosaurs. Um, but with fossil way, fuels, Alex went SpongeBob. Fuels, so that go. checks out. Either way, what we've landed on is that Angelo, you are the winner Hello. of Help Yahoo well Understand done. Ghost Subtitle. Bustin' yes. makes me feel good. That's well done. <laughs> yes. Um, you don't I have as yes. many wins as Alex, so good job. <laughs> um, I didn't lose this I time. I should have brought this up when we were talking Silly Swings yeah. earlier. Is the Ghostbusters theme the best song written for a movie? Because yes. it's got to be up there. It's so Sharknado? good. There's no cap. Gosh. The Sharknado theme song is really good. Sharknado. <laughs> Are those done? Are Sharknado da, done? Da, 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 the shark. Uh, prob- <laughs> well, probably not. Let's be honest here. I, so, I would have. I would say is power of love. That's the only other the thing that came okay. to my mind. Power of love. Power I of love it. is is up there. We actually have on this '80s series. We have this one, and we have Back to the Future with Power of Love, and we have Don't You Forget About Me and Breakfast Club, which are all good nominees for this question. Man, something about that Ghostbusters theme Banger. is just certified you can just bop. To it's it, so you know? iconic. Power of Love well, is I mean, really it good. Was, I think it was the biggest song that year. Like it was. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. You know. Yeah. My other. It's probably the most well known. Let's at least say that. I would say yeah. yes. The most well known. For sure. Song written for a movie is Ghostbusters. The one that I thought was most likely to challenge it, and maybe by its immediate proximity to the movie it's for, is Footloose. Mm. Mm, oh, but Footloose dude. is a musical, so but I don't think I don't think it's compare. as good in any way as Ghostbusters. I think it it might argue with recognizable from a movie, but man, the Ghostbusters theme it's almost untouchable. The only it's thing so that came to my mind was Power of Love, and yeah. so um, I'm glad we're on the same wavelength there. But I'll go Ghostbusters just because yeah. you can't. I, this movie's not as good without the song. You yeah you can never separate Ghostbusters the movie from Ghostbusters and I the think song. Y- and but can you also can, can we also say that the score in this movie is really good oh absolutely Ghost, the song Ghostbusters the score like the the musical score is yeah. really good like it's effective really solid um, stuff like it was it, really it, impressive that's how I think a lot of in a lot of ways that's how the movie effectively goes back and forth between comedy and and the horror that's exactly right. It's that underscoring that isn't, you know, the Ghostbusters theme, but there's so much really effective underscoring in it. Man, I could talk, Mm -hmm. I could talk this movie a long time. I love it. So here's how we usually end with like a really good, like selling point. Like here's something that you can apply to your life right now. We try and get a little serious, but I want to change it up. Um, I want to end this. um, So when they were, they got to pick who the destroyer was going to be, correct? Or is destructor destroyer? Which one was it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. The Stay Puft yeah, Marshmallow so, Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want you guys, what is your number one pick if you had to pick? So what's the thing that I would want yes. to imagine that I think couldn't hurt me? Okay. Or just like, you know, go for a silly swing. Like, what would you pick? If you're in that moment, what are you imagining? Hmm. It's hard uh, to get away from just big and fluffy. Without going like Michelin Man, Pillsbury Doughboy, like that's just Mine? very, just a long the same wobble. Lines. They weeble and they wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> a weeble wobble is really funny. Oh man! Um, but in the same regard, a giant weeble wobble is terrifying because it, it won't fall down. down. It's just gonna keep taking out buildings. 
Exactly. <laughs> Hard to stop a giant um, weeble wobble. I don't know, man. That's a. I don't have. You a know good my what my take would be? My stupid podcast. That's what I'd want to take me down. Oh, <laughs> and with that, nice. we're gonna sign out. Angelo, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. This was a ton of fun. Um, please check out his stuff. Um, it's gonna be in the show description. Um, please, 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 please give him love. I've said um about four times in the last 30 seconds. We appreciate you. We love you. <laughs> Peace out. Girl Scout, wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>